0: And welcome to Breaking the Curtain, with me, Chrissy. And me, Joss. Don't forget to silence all phones. Or don't, it's a podcast. And most importantly, enjoy enjoy the show.
1: Hello, friends. Welcome back to Breaking the Curtain. We've got an extra special
0: episode for you today in our Valentine's Day lineup. I hate Valentine's Day. What? I hate Valentine's Day. Be more specific. It's the worst commercial holiday, and the candy tastes awful, Except for the cinnamon hearts. You know I love my cinnamon hearts. You don't have to be so cruel about it. I just think love is like a bittersweet symphony. Ah! (laughs) I'm just kidding. You know I'm all about those shitty Hallmark movies and awful candy hearts. So get ready all you love fools. We're diving beneath the
1: covers into the cruelest love story of all. Cruel Intentions the 90s Musical.
0: We highly encourage you to sit back, relax, pour yourself an iced tea. From Long Island. Oh, and one last thing. Happy hunting!
1: Drawing you deep into the manipulative world of Manhattan's most tempting liaisons, Sebastian and Catherine are seduced by revenge and fueled by passion. These two diabolically charming step-siblings place a bet and set out to ravage the virtuous Annette Hargrove and anyone who gets in their way while Catherine wants to get revenge on Cecile, the naive classmate Catherine's ex-boyfriend dumped her for. If Sebastian fails to deflower Annette, Catherine gets his expensive car. If Sebastian succeeds, he gets to have sex with Catherine, the one woman he can't have. The siblings find themselves entangled in a web of secrets, temptation, and the cruelest game of all, love. To quote the
0: film and musical, it's completely fucked up. Cruel Intentions is based on the 1999 American film of the same name, starring Sarah Michelle Gellar, Ryan Phillippe, Reese Witherspoon, and Selma Blair. The plot adapts from the 1782 novel Les Liaisons Dangereuses. (laughs) Oh, that was sexy. We should talk French more often (laughs) on here. Originally titled Cruel Intentions, the completely unauthorized musical parody, was created by Jordan Ross, Lindsay Rosin, and Zach Spound. Both Ross and Rosin produced the show and adapted the script from Roger Cumble's film. Lindsay Rosin directed the show and Zach Spound was the music director. The original production starred American Idol and the Bull Types, Katie Stevens as Catherine, Molly McCook as Annette, Constantine Rizzouli as Sebastian, Shelley Ragnar as Cecile Caldwell, and her mother was played by Pamela Holt, with Alexander Pimentel as Ronald. It also featured many interchanging cast members, including Emma Hunton, Lindsay Pierce, Janelle Parrish, John Krause, Tyler Sheaf, and many more. It originally began as a concept presentation set for the month of February
1: at the Rockwell's Table and Stage in L.A., With the production quickly selling out tickets to its three performances, a longer run was set for April 2015. The atmosphere remained similar to a concert rather than a theatre production, with minimal props and set pieces which is the charm of productions at the Rockwell table and stage. The show began with Sebastian and Catherine greeting the audience members by encouraging them to take photos and even video, and warning them to stay the fuck out of their way, as the cast members tend to perform within the entire space of the Rockwell. Each table also had a printed out program designed like Sebastian's
0: journal. During this time, the production released a few teaser tracks from the show for fans to enjoy, while a full cast recording was being worked on. This production ran for 38 sold-out performances before being remounted at the Prospect Theater in November of 2016 for yet another sold-out run with many of the original cast members resuming their roles.
1: In 2017, the show made its North American debut, now under the title of Cruel Intentions, the musical. It began a pop-up engagement at New York's Le Poisson Rouge with Jennifer Damiano as Catherine, Constantine Rizzouli as Sebastian, Natalie Hall as Annette, Janelle Parrish as Cecile, Alex Boniello as Blaine, Jared Dixon as Ronald, Jen Harris as Mrs.
0: Caldwell, and Brian Mueller as Greg. After previewing the show to a New York audience, Cruel returned to Le Poisson Rouge under the new title Cruel Intentions, the 90s musical, with changes and tweaks made to the show, such as the removal of Catherine singing Alanis's You Ought to Know, being replaced by Melissa Etheridge's I'm the Only One, and a new medley called Catherine's Turn, with the character incorporating her songs featured throughout the show. The cast included Lauren Zacharin as Catherine, Carrie St. Louis as Annette, Jesse Shelton as Cecile, Alex Boniello as Blaine, Brian Mueller as Greg, Matthew Griffin as Ronald, Jen Harris as Miss Bunny Caldwell, with Frankie Grande eventually joining the show as Blaine. Cruel Intentions was extended three times before officially ending its run on April 8, 2018. During this time, a national tour was mounted. The cast featured Jeffrey Kringer as Sebastian, Dara Olin as Bunny Caldwell, Taylor Pearlstein as Catherine, Brooke Singer as Cecile, and Betsy Stewart as Annette. This production was the first fully staged version of the show with set pieces and costume changes. An official cast recording
1: featuring the New York City cast was released on March 8, 2019. It included all the hits from the show, including No Doubts' Just a Girl, Counting Crows' Colorblind, TLC's No Scrubs, and the film's iconic Bittersweet Symphony by The Verve. Cruel took a trip over the pond to the Edinburgh Festival (laughs) Festival Fringe... Can you stop Festival Fringe in 2019 with the production starring Dominic Anderson as Sebastian, Rebecca Gilhooley as Catherine, Evelyn Hoskins as Cecile, Scott Hunter as Blaine, Sophie Isaacs as Annette,
0: Dean John Wilson as Greg, Ashley Samuels as Ronald, and Gemma Salter as Bunny Caldwell. In 2021, Cruel Intentions, the 90s musical, returned home to L.A. for a one-night-only performance at the Bourbon Room, which also streamed live on Stellar Tickets, with alum members Frankie Grande, Jen Harris, Emma Hunton, Janelle Parrish, Constantine Rizzulli, and Carrie St. Louis.
1: As of 2022, Cruel is currently planning an Australian touring production, so make sure you check out cruelintentions.com.au for more information. Okay,
0: so as you know, this is seriously one of my favorite musicals ever. Like, I've been obsessed since day one. I'm so grateful that they actually allowed people to record at the show. Stop fussing. Sorry. I will fight you right here, live on the podcast.
1: I'm going to fall off. I'm really <laughs> claustrophobic right now. I'm doing my best. I'm doing the best I can.
0: This is why we can't record in person together. It's because you record in a closet, girl. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's
1: no room for me.
0: Anyways, I freaking love Cruel Intentions, the freaking musical. And my, although my one pet peeve, or not pet peeve, just like issue with the show in general, is that they... They literally recorded the cast recording with the New York City cast. And they're amazing. But, like, I was obsessed with Katie Stevens as Catherine and Molly McCook as uh, Annette. So, like, I don't know why they didn't use the actual original, original cast for this. For the recording, at least. But although maybe it's because Jaggett at the time was probably, like in pre-production workshops and they knew they couldn't use you ought to know in the show right
1: yeah i have no idea i genuinely don't know that much about it i just kind of i think the album's great i love the original movie watched a bootleg wasn't too crazy about it but like it's okay it's kind of cringy in a great way which i'm into
0: see i find they made it um Less cringy in the more recent productions because like, you know, production value and such. But what I loved about the show was just the free... The free for all they had at um, the Rockwell where people were like moving through the tables and everything like that. And there was no sets and it was just like a chair on stage. And I like productions like that. That's what I enjoy about these parody shows. So I don't know. I haven't seen the full like uh, staged production with the, 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 tor- the touring set they just had. I haven't mm-hmm. seen that yet in person. Um, it does look very cool. It does look very cool. I just, you know, I like my parody shows to feel more parody. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah.
1: It's kind of like I feel that way with a lot of shows that are camp. It's kind of, you know, it is what it is. You don't need to try and make it into something like Shakespeare. Just let it be what it is and people have a good time, you know?
0: Although, you know, now that we're seeing this, I hate it. The Rock of Ages... Uh, 10th anniversary tour version where it had the minimalistic set Mm. compared to the full-blown like Broadway production Vegas value stage
1: well that's because Rock of Ages is meant to be
0: over the top yeah you're right like one
1: of the themes of the actual story is about the is just the general excess of the 80s so
0: yeah like i find this show works so much better with the minimalistic set walking through the audience stuff compared to the on stage full out costume changes set changes all that stuff and it still does look great but yeah just totally different vibe to the show um But people seem to be really loving it. I mean, it's sold out everywhere that it's been, Mm. which is great. I'm excited for the Australian tour. I know they're currently casting it um, because I saw some, you know, awesome self-tapes being posted on Vimeo. And I was like, oh, my God, exciting times. Um, and they do have that one night only event at the Bourbon Room. Speaking of Rock of Ages, <laughs> it's at the Bourbon Room and you can currently download it or what is that
1: like pay to? It's kind of like it's on demand. You just pay it, pay for it. You rent it. Yeah. And you video watch on it. demand. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. So you can do that. And I think it's until March 1st right now. Something like that. Yeah, it's only $14.99, and it's so worth it. It's so much fun. It's so great. The cast is amazing. And uh, yeah, you'll have a great time.
1: <laughs> I really like when that guy sings that one song in it.
0: Hmm. Iris? Yeah.
1: Oh, is there you the go. Sebastian. Is that the one Geo did on the X Factor?
0: I could not tell you.
1: He definitely But
0: did. he probably did because it's a very popular song. It's a
1: very nice song. I like that.
0: Yeah, you, the, uh, I'd give up forever. forever there to you go. You. Yeah, there it's so you true. go. I'm like proud it. of you, friend.
1: It's a tune. It's a bop.
0: <laughs> you know, we also we, we put together some Valentine's Day questions. Shall we dig in?
1: <laughs> sure.
0: Okay. When it comes to Valentine's Day, are you a bitch or a lover?
1: I'm a massive bitch. That's not Ooh. a question. Oh, not a question. That's
0: so cool. That's so cruel.
1: I am who I am.
0: I think in my old age, I've become a bitch.
1: Bullshit. You're a lover.
0: <laughs> You're
1: right. I am. You're a massive sap. Um, Chrissy, what is your favorite what is your favorite 90s love song?
0: Oh my god. Like I, I hmm. mm. you know what I'm gonna say it's uh maybe breathless by the cores i was obsessed with them as a kid like obsessed with the cores they're this like irish group i'm surprised you're not into maybe they're welsh maybe they're irish i don't really know they're not scottish i don't think imagine they are and i'm saying they're not Ooh. (laughs) anyways i'm sure you all know the cores they sing runaway and angel and they're just brilliant um i know you probably don't know that you don't know them But I'm going to turn you on to them. I'm
1: not very familiar with the music of the 90s. Um, Oops. Um, I (laughs) I did it again. I don't have a very... (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. (laughs) I don't really have, like, a favorite 90s love song, um, but I have a favorite 90s Valentine's Day song, and that would be Shania Twain's Man, I Feel Like a Woman. Mm.
0: What is yeah? I it's guess a Galentine's that's Valentine's song. That's yeah. very strong it's female lead. It's about your lead. girls. Mm. It's about
1: going out with your girls.
0: See, when you said it's about your girls earlier, <laughs> I didn't think you meant friends.
1: You meant boobs. I did. You thought I meant boobs. I did not mean boobs because
0: you usually talk about them.
1: Well, the song goes: The girls need a break tonight. We're gonna take a chance to let them all hang out. So maybe it's about boobs.
0: Maybe it's about boobs.
1: Shania Twain. If you're listening, Take a break. Remove
0: the bra. I mean, yes. Hang loose. I'm kind of concerned now, She's You color my
1: hair, doing a dare. I think she's talking about herself. I think she's talking girls. about boobs. She's okay. going out with the girls.
0: You can let us know. Boobs or friends. Both are good. Both are great. What is your worst date experience ever? Oh, my
1: God. I got one. Okay,
0: give it to me. Okay. So
1: I've had some interesting dates. This
0: was my first Tinder date and it
1: was in college. And this guy and I, we really kind of hit it off and we were just cracking right along. Um, and I actually decided to go on a date with him because my, my best friend at the time said, you complain about being single and then you don't do anything about it. Um, and this is why I don't do anything about it because I went on the date with the guy and like, let's just say he's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. Um, but he was boring as hell. And this is why I will never go out on a date with a history major ever again. I love history, but oh my God. And I'm, I'm really nice. Okay. So I literally listened to him talk for like three hours and my friends had come with me um, to make sure I didn't, you know, get ax murdered. And, you know, I like went to (laughs) I was like, I finally got a word in edgewise and I was like, I have to go to the bathroom. So I left and I called my friend from the bathroom and I was like, um, can I leave? Like, is it rude if I dip like right now? And she's like, but it looked like you were having a good time. And I was like, he has not shut up since I got here. He's not stopped, uh, stop talking. I was like, I just didn't know how to tell him. I didn't even have time to tell him I wasn't interested. So anyway, we left. But also when we were talking he was like I'm a little insecure about my height and I was like oh god okay like I was like I was like okay like I don't really care about that sort of thing like if we get on we get on and um he's like oh yeah like I'm 55 five. now I'm 57 and let me tell you if this guy was 55 five, then I'm 6 feet fucking tall <laughs> He was like he And I can say he was four foot 11 because I had a friend who was four foot 11. So, no, you're five feet on the nose. He was short. He was shorter than Chrissy. And I like, you know, (laughs) I don't care about height. And I like that you were like, he was like, yeah, I'm insecure about my height. But to full on lie about it like that. No, that ain't it. And I mean, I feel like this is mild as far as date stories go, but I was so bored. So bored. And I had the final, a final the next day that I could have been studying for, so it was really just a waste of time. Um, and I hate
0: having my time wasted.
1: Anyway, I don't go on Tinder dates anymore.
0: Not gonna lie, bud. That story just didn't do it for me. You know, it's because... I feel bad for us, because I don't have a date story. I've never been on a date. Because I dated a guy off and on for over a year, and he never once took me out anywhere. Ever. Men just don't care.
1: I feel like we really don't have any great bad date stories between the two of us. We have it's bad relationship
0: it's stories. It's because we don't go
1: on I don't have bad relationship stories. Mm. I just go out and men are just really awful to me. Um, <laughs> I want nothing to do with them, but they, they find me. They find me, <laughs> they find me and they're creepy and gropey and disgusting. So yeah, we
0: always get the clingy guys.
1: Well, I get clingy guys because I'm not clingy and I don't know why they take a look at me and they're like,
0: I must cling. They're to like, you.
1: this woman wants a clingy boyfriend. It's like, no, I need I you to like, you. I need you to leave me alone for like three days at a time and like, let me know maybe you're still alive in a couple days. Like that's yeah. Like I can't, I can't like, no. I feel smothered and then I <gasps> bail.
0: Depends, though. It, it has no. to be, I can be not clingy, but like, I'll be very affectionate if it's the right person. I think that's fair. But if it's someone that I'm just not fully interested in, then I just, uh, I feel bad because I want to keep talking just to be nice. But I I just know it's not going to go anywhere and then I feel really guilty. Anyways. Listen, you
1: can be affectionate without being up my ass 24-7.
0: That's true. That's true. All (laughs) right. (laughs) So what is your favorite Valentine's Day candy?
1: I don't really have a favorite, like, Valentine's Day candy. Like, I'll eat anything.
0: Well, I'm talking, like, think back to elementary school when people brought in, like, those little packages of, like, be mine fun dip. What is your favorite candy?
1: They're all kind of icky. I don't know. I'd rather just like, honestly, I'd rather if like a partner was just like, oh, I know you like Mars bars. Here's a Mars bar. Well, yeah. Like, I don't need any specific Valentine's Day crap. Just get me the chocolate I eat normally.
0: That's fair. That's fair. (laughs) Mine would have to be the Cinnamon Hearts, friends. I mean, I could go through those. I mean, and they're so bad on your teeth. They hurt. They stick. But they're damn good.
1: See, the mere thought of cinnamon hearts makes me want to yak. Really? Yeah. Like, the texture, the taste, Ew. the, uh, no, can't. No, they're
0: amazing. I love anything cinnamon. I mean, I drink cinnamon coffee every day. Cinnamon, cinnamon, cinnamon. It is like love of my life.
1: Um, okay, next question. You can play one character in Cruel Intentions. Who is it?
0: I mean, vocally, are we talking like voice specific? Because I feel like I could do all three.
1: I don't know. You wrote the questions you tell me. (laughs) 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 (sighs) 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 Just like, if you could, I think it's like, it's kind of like your choice. It's like, if you were going to do one, who would it be? Oh, like
0: if I would want to do it, it would have to be Catherine, but I feel like I would be seen as Annette. And that's pretty fair.
1: Yeah, I'd cast you as Annette.
0: Yeah, I'm not surprised.
1: Um, for me, Catherine, obviously, she's But you're not iconic. a Catherine. We I'm all know Cecile. you're Cecile. I'm a Cecile, but I'd be okay with that, too. Yeah. I'd have so much
0: fun playing Cecile. You would Cecile. be an amazing Cecile. it would be iconic. That's your role.
1: Yeah, best supporting actress in a musical, Tony. Here I come.
0: Is she really supporting, though? Are all three. All of the characters are kind of leads in this.
1: I'd call Catherine the main lead, because she's yeah. kind of, she's running the show. It's her show. Yeah. We're just living in it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's hard when there's so many subplots
1: aye, it's aye, like aye. who is? Like,
0: it's kind of like bad out of hell the musical. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's fair to say though because there was that whole thing of who is the lead in that show, who qualifies as a lead, and then unfortunately, like there was a whole mix up for one of the awards when everyone was voting, and the poor person who didn't get nominated because their votes were separate between lead and featured. So it was like, or lead and supporting, and it was like, shit, 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 shit. Anyways, okay. Um, ready? Yeah. What's your favorite quote from Cruel Intentions? I don't fuck losers. I like that. <laughs> um, I think. Oh, I have so many. Oh my gosh. I think it would have to be... Um can I say this on the podcast?
1: I mean, I just I mean, said, it's an
0: episode about girl intentions. I just said a lot
1: of things that you probably shouldn't say on a podcast right, okay, ever, so I think it okay. fine. go.
0: Deep breath. The quote is In English, I'll fuck your brains out.
1: <laughs> That's my second favorite.
0: It's just so good. How Catherine was that? I just went full Catherine. Um No, I just think she's a great character. Anyways, in English, I'll fuck your brains out.
1: Um, what's the other one I like? I like the um, Silly Rabbit.
0: Silly Rabbit? My triumph wasn't over her. It was over you. It's over you. Over ah! <laughs> I also love Happy Hunting, Sebastian.
1: Ooh! So basically, if Catherine says it, you like it.
0: If Catherine says <laughs> it, it's the best quote in the whole thing. It's great. It's good. It's really good. Friend. We've reached the end of our Cruel Intentions, the 90s musical episode. I'm so happy we finally did this one. (laughs) Well, I'm glad it's over. My leg's asleep.
1: (laughs) Anyways. Anyways, have a safe and happy Valentine's Day celebrating whatever type of love you choose to celebrate today. Because
0: there's so many... So, so, so many different ways to love someone.
1: And thank you for celebrating your love of musical theater with us here at Breaking the Curtain.
0: And don't be cruel, babies. Don't be cruel.
1: Unless people really deserve it.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and remember, love is nothing but a bittersweet symphony. Cheers. It? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Bye, everybody. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy
0: Valentine's Day.